0: hey guys it's amina lee from the lifestyle of amina lee podcast and i'm here with another podcast episode so today i haven't really talked about this on my podcast platform yet but today we will be talking about surviving r kelly part two so a little disclaimer i haven't watched like the part ones it's like so many episodes to it So, I just decided to watch, like, part two, episode one. I don't even know how many episodes there are. But when I tell you, the stories were freaking crazy. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I can't believe he did this. I was like... So, I'm going to be talking about what happened if you didn't watch it. This is a perfect podcast episode for you. So... I'm reading a little article right now because I forgot the names of the girls that he has brainwashed. So, excuse me about that because I totally did forget. So, sexual misconduct accusations have been against R. Kelly for, like, so many freaking years. It's crazy. So, a lot of his victims are now coming out on the platform that Lifetime is giving them. And Lifetime has a whole series called Surviving R. Kelly. Which is called, please tell me, I have the right name. Yes, Surviving Arc. Okay, so guys, I watched part 2, episode 1. So, apparently this article is about part 2, episode 2. It's like so many episodes to this. But, i want to tell you guys what happened in part 1, episode 1. And then I'll give you guys a mini recap about part 2, episode 2. It's like a lot of stuff. So, at part 1 of season 2. So... There is a lot of, you know, girls of course that want to sing and they have an amazing voice and they have the passion for it and they're really amazing, but the sad thing about that is is that Art Kelly takes advantage of that, and he takes advantage of their age. So you're gonna know more about it once I talk about it more. So there was a girl, I forgot her name to be honest with you guys. I'm going I know her story like so like in the back of my head. I just don't know her name. I I don't know. I'll, if I find it, I'll keep you updated. So there was a girl, she was 17, she wanted to sing. So she was, of course, underage. So she met R. Kelly one day, and then R. Kelly was like, oh, I can help you with your singing career. You know, you just have to travel. And then later on, he was like, oh, you're going to have to give up school, and you're going to have to, you know, give up your education, for your passion, if you know what I mean, so her parents, I have to agree with them, they was like, hey, like, she's not going anywhere without a legal guardian, like, this is not happening, so her parents would travel with her more, like, to Chicago, wherever, Atlanta, wherever, he made her go, but her parents was like, she's not going anywhere without guardian, but one time, she went somewhere, and her sister Her sister was overage. Her sister was, like, early 20s, probably 19. I don't really know. She didn't say her age. So, I think they went to Chicago because that's where his recording studio was. I think it's still there, whatever. So, her sister went there, and they were all in the studio. And then she said she met R. Kelly, the older sister to the victim. And she said when she met R. Kelly, he was really chill. He was really nice. Like... He was, like, a really nice guy. So then she said they got to the studio, our Kelly started singing, you know, blah, blah, blah. So after all, she told her sister, she was like, let's go. Because she saw in a studio, there was, like, buckets of, like, buckets in each room. So this studio had, like, several rooms, and each studio had a room. So apparently, this means that he made the victims pee in a bucket and afterwards he would make the victims pit the pee in a toilet at a certain time so the pee would be in the bucket until he told them to dump it very freaking disgusting that's freaking disgusting so after that she told her sister she was like let's go like i'm not doing this like we're not no so she started pulling her sister like, let's go, let's leave. And then R. Kelly started pulling her sister's arm, like, her other arm. So her sister was pulling her left arm, and then R. Kelly was pulling like, her right. So, like, if you guys can get a visual of that. Or the other way around, I don't really know. So she was like, the older sister to the victim was like, let's go, or I'm calling the police and telling them that you can my sister. She calls the police, and the police says they have no evidence that she is being held against her will or that she is kidnapped, the victim. So then, the R. Kelly's, you know, workers or whatever, they drop her off, like, they drive her somewhere. So, like, apparently they're following R. Kelly behind, but then out of nowhere, they just dump her out of the car. And it was like, if you tell anyone about this, we'll kill your sister and we'll kill your family. So imagine you... You know trying to help your sister and then like these older men are just like oh yeah um we'll kill your family if you don't if you tell someone about this so this girl's scared she calls her parents because she has no idea where she's at she's not from Chicago she calls her parents and she's like hey like I gotta leave like I gotta get another hotel room but she never a thing that I hate about this is she never told her parents and I get that like they said that they'll kill your family or whatever but the thing is i've always been told ever since childhood whenever someone says that you still tell someone like even if it's like at a later time like right when you get to a safe place you always tell someone because that event could have saved her sister but i'm not gonna blame that on her because she felt that i couldn't do nothing like they threatened my parents so that was that her parents booked her a new hotel room but they felt very like unwary so they flew to Chicago the next day. So when they got to the studio, R. Kelly was like, oh, no, that was all a misunderstanding. And then a the sister of the victim was like, yeah, guys, I was just overreacting. So the parents were like, oh, yeah, maybe she just overreacted. It's whatever. So later on, she keeps, you know, going places with R. Kelly. Oh, meanwhile, she still didn't tell her parents. But then when she turned 18, no, before, I want to tell you guys this. So this is when R. Kelly told her. She was, like, turning 18, like, a month or two before, right? She was told by R. Kelly that she had to give up her education, her high school, because she was going to senior year at 17 to become a full-time singer. By the way, he has helped her with nothing. To be honest with you guys, he has literally... I've never seen her do nothing, but, um... Maybe he was in the back... She was in the background, but I... Apparently, R. Kelly brainwashes his victims, and they literally do nothing, but... Anyways, um, she gives up her education, and then her parents are like, no, like, you need a guardian, so then R. Kelly had a fake person from his record label had her parents sign over their legal rights, so, yeah, so pretty much it didn't seem like that, like, so the record... So the record person will call her parents, like, every day, they'll talk. So her parents felt safe or whatever, but they wouldn't travel with her. But they would speak to the record person every day, the regular person, their executive. But then when she turned 18, she stopped calling her parents. So her parents were like, once she's 18, like, she can stop talking to us. So when she was 18, she changed her, like, her parents would call her number They get no answer or go straight to voicemail. Her parents said they haven't seen her in three years. They have gone to his house in Chicago. Wait, his house in Atlanta. Because there's a studio in Chicago and a house in Atlanta. And it's very sad how he brainwashes his victims. And then there's another victim I want to talk about. Her name, her last name ends in Savage. So she was a victim as well. She was brainwashed. This is going to be a little bit shorter. So she was brainwashed. And her parents are trying to find her. They also did a wellness check. If you guys don't know what a wellness check is, you can call the police anytime to check on a person. So, say, like, God forbid, your daughter goes missing, but she's 18 and she's over age. And you're like, you call the police, you're like, I want to do a wellness check. So, they did the wellness check, and, you know, the police are like, oh, she's fine, she's safe, or whatever. But people believe that some former employee but he had his face blocked believed that um what is it that he had police r kelly had like police people that he knew and they would tell him about the wellness checks before so he would leave so savages um they're a family they have been you know against r kelly for a while and then part one also talks about our kelly protests and how you know the music platforms dropped r kelly's music pandora Apple music spotify because that is how he makes his money if you guys don't know um so that happened he canceled his counselors were canceled or whatever it was a lot so there was another victim i want to find her name for you let me see i want to find her name i'm reading this article right now my god i literally just saw her name so tiffany hawkins was 19 when she began her relationship with r kelly She said that she contracted an STD from him because the savages, she got in contact with the savage family, which is very smart. Because one day, very quick story, long story short. She was in a hotel room. She had sexual intercourse with R. Kelly. And then afterwards, she contracted the STD. So then R. Kelly was like, hey, like, I want to tell you, like. I have these girls, you know, they've been around me since they were 15. Like, I raised them, whatever. So then she was like, oh, whatever. Tiffany Hawkins, like, I'd love to meet them. Downstairs is the girl, the Savage family's daughter, that she's been missing for, like, three or four years. So then, remember, she, she was on TMZ. She was saying how, like, R. Kelly is, like, not brainwashing them. So she goes downstairs, and she sees that she's like brainwashed so he gets up he she kisses him right on the mouth she's like so brainwashed like whatever he does she kisses him and she laughs or whatever it's a lot so then she sees him and then she sues him because she was like if i contracted an std from somewhere else i would of course sue them so then she calls the savage family she's like hey like i just saw your daughter like and the savage family's was like oh my god like what does she look like and this is so sad because you haven't seen your daughter in so long but she's over 18, and you can't really do nothing because she's still alive, and the police would be like, oh, she's not held against her will, if you know what I mean, so, whole case is sad, part 2, episode 2, Dame Dash came out about the whole Aliyah situation, I wanna make this part really short, because this podcast episode was mostly about episode 1, and I didn't really watch episode 2, I watched episode 1 the same day episode 2 aired, and I was like, I didn't even know there was episode 2, but, Dame Dash said, if people would have protected Aaliyah, so many other girls wouldn't have got touched. Aaliyah was a sacrificial lamb for all of that, because she didn't deserve none of that. She's a good, good soul, a good girl, wasn't even resentful. Like, let that man live, but keep him away from me. That's all she wanted. She just wanted to be happy. So they talk about the Aaliyah. This episode really talks about Aaliyah more. So they actually interviewed Dame Dash for this part, and, um... So yeah, Kelly actually produced Aaliyah's Popular Age ain't got nothing Age Ain't Nothing But a Number album. He was 27 and he was illegally married when he was when she was 15. In many interviews, there was like she like stumbles on her age, she doesn't tell her age. And apparently when they got married, she lied and said that she was 18. So yeah. But whole situation is crazy. You guys should definitely watch it. Um this series is called Surviving R. Kelly. I think it's very important. And I love how they talk about the woman that's in charge of the Me Too movement and the woman that's in charge of Mute R. Kelly, how these are a bunch of black girls. And if this was, you know, nothing against us, but if this is white girls, this whole case would be different. And even Chance the Rapper, he said when he collaborated with R. Kelly, he didn't believe the accusation at first because they were black women, which is very sad. Like, you have to believe someone no matter what their skin tone with their color no matter what it is but i want to use my platform i want to talk about this especially for young girls so make sure you guys watch the surviving Art kelly i believe it comes on every weekend or every week and yeah so make sure you guys do that make sure you guys subscribe and you know share this podcast on twitter your parents whoever you know that loves podcasts or whoever you know that can listen to this podcast and be safe and know about the cases about men that like to brainwash people and peace and goodbye